This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. Every moment that we were here, they were there. And I never want to forget that, and I never want you to forget it. Apparently, we're going to have to report on some untimely accidents that have happened in the military. And it is always important for me to say that it doesn't just, soldiers aren't always in danger on the battlefield. Some of the training that they do can be very, very dangerous. And we know that there was a, uh, an airplane incident, and we also know there was a diving incident in the last few days, but I do not release names until families have been properly notified and everything else has taken place. That's just, I think, the decent way to do it. And I like to keep things like this in order. So that's how we're going to handle this. But I was thinking, really, I was um, very thoughtful over the last 24 hours because, first and foremost, watching that debate the other day, night and watching the Tucker Carlson, do you realize they had over 200 million hits on Twitter or actually on X, formerly known as Twitter? People are very much interested in Donald Trump being in this election regardless of his mugshot, which they're so giddy on all of those liberal networks and in the liberal newspapers to portray him as some kind of hysterical madman. Uh, He just looks really angry, and you can't blame him for that. Just about every politician who has ever been involved in an election where they lost has questioned the results of an election. Alan Dershowitz was down here fighting for every vote for Al Gore during Gore v. Bush. Hillary Clinton accused everybody except maybe her husband of malfeasance during the election results of her losing to Donald Trump. I've heard this for generations. People don't like to lose. And if it's a close election, they want to know where are their votes that could be found. And of course, now that's the contentious issue, which has Donald Trump and 18 people, including his attorneys, uh, involved in this Fulton County grand jury indictment. It makes me sick, and it should make you sick too, because it's it's not about Donald Trump. It's about this country, and it's about how we're going to conduct ourselves when we have elections and when elections may go the wrong way. Now, Every candidate has an obligation to demand that the votes be recounted if it's a close election. Well, that is every politician except Donald Trump. If he does it, there's going to be a grand jury impaneled. So I've been kind of nervous and sick about this, you know, and then watching 
the current president of the United States, Joe Biden, make a fool of himself just about everywhere he goes, including to the beach, more days than, I don't know anybody. I live in Florida. We're really close to the beach, but I don't know anybody other than my friends who actually have condos on the beach who go to the beach as much as uh, Joe Biden does. And if I look the way Joe Biden does in a bathing suit with those skinny legs, I probably wouldn't let the uh, press photograph me at the beach. But every other day, I'm looking at a picture of Joe Biden at the beach. I, I barely remember the former president, Donald Trump, taking any time off. I mean, does anybody remember extended vacations? Because I don't. He had like working vacations. But now, you know, he's got no vacation. Now he's going to have to fight multiple legal cases and campaign. And that's the, uh, that's the death stare you see in that photograph. And, of course, he is already out with T-shirts and mugs and bumper stickers. And just a few days before his arrest, he transferred the ownership of Mar-a-Lago to his son. That's relevant. Because all of these things are subject to civil forfeiture and a bunch of other things. Now, the big question that I saw over and over and over again is, where's Melania? Where's Melania? Well, where should she be? Why is that an issue? You know, they didn't like her anyway. Never got a magazine cover. Never got credit for anything. So if I were her... I'd be uh, dark, in the dark, or what do they call it, the dark. Because now they're literally threatening her child at his school. It's disgusting what goes on with the left. But that's what, uh, you know, that's what Donald Trump has had to deal with since the day he walked down or actually rode down that escalator. And he seems willing to put up with all the shenanigans, and he just keeps on fighting. And for those of you who walked away from him and abandoned him and tried to tell me that he cannot win, you know, stick it in your ear. That's all. Tomorrow night, I'm going to get a chance to see Judge Janine. She'll be at Club 47. I think it's sold out. I'm pretty sure it's sold out. And I want to hear her take on all this, a legal opinion on all this, because I really, I, I, I've been pouring through records, and this is just idiotic. These cases are never going to hold up. Um, you know, I feel sorry for all the people who are getting dragged down. I watched them do this to Michael Flynn. I watched them do this to Carter Page. I watched them do this to Paul Manafort. And now they're dragging, you know, the former mayor of America, Rudy Giuliani, through the mud. They're dragging John Eastman. They're dragging people that y you never even heard of are going to get tarred and feathered because they were allied with Donald Trump. And, I, and if for no other reason, I will absolutely positively never stand down. If I'm the last person standing in support of Donald Trump, and I know I won't be, but if I were, then I would, uh, I'd stand anyway. Now, there were eight candidates, and there were 12 0.8 million viewers across Fox News, and I think it was also on Fox Business they counted it. And 
those record that those numbers don't even come close to the debate in 2015. Um, but apparently, it did a little. You know, it did quite well. But instead of attending the debate, of course, Donald Trump was on X with uh, Tucker Carlson, and they got 253 million views and still counting. Now, that's not the same as watching it on television, but it's certainly substantial. So that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm just, I'm digging my heels in. If you don't like it too bad, um, you know, there's other things you can, you can listen to hip hop. You can uh, listen to things that make no sense at all. And you can listen to the, the choir that preaches the same thing every now and then. I'm going to be waiting and seeing. I think right now we're going to take a trip to TMZ and talk with Derek. So let me take a quick break. Don't forget to download the app, the 850 WFTL app, or visit our website so you can join in contests and win some cool prizes. I'll be right back. They say that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But in the case of Derek Kaufman, the apple rolled all the way to L.A. The one thing Derek and his mother share in common, however, is the love for breaking news. TMZ is breaking news faster than the New York Times. So sit back and enjoy the news from Hollywood as only the Kaufman family can bring it. Oh, the Kaufman family. The first thing I have to ask you, young man, my listeners have been contacting me. First, they missed you, and then they were afraid you got blown away by a hurricane. How was it? Oh, we survived. You know, it was like a, a, a light drizzle. You know, Oops. everyone was very uh, uh, concerned here on the West Coast because we don't get hurricanes. But I lived through Florida, many hurricanes, mm-hmm. Andrew and others. And this was not that. I can I can assure you there was barely any foliage even in my pool. Really? So we survived. All right, good, because everybody worries about you, my my young man. So um, let me ask you a couple of questions about because we haven't talked in a long time and you know, this Britney Spears story just keeps evolving, and you guys have a whole uh, special on it, right? One of your investigations. We did. We we did specials uh, following her divorce, I mean, because this came uh, as a shock to many people, but we had done specials on Britney before, and we knew that that marriage to Sam Asghari was rocky, to say the least, and it finally did uh, go kaput, and he's now living in a new place that she's applying $10,000 a month in rent, a lot of concern wow. that he'll challenge the prenup, which was ironclad, uh, according to our sources. But, you know, it's only as good as the piece of paper it's on. And forcing prenups uh, is a whole other kettle of fish than signing them. And this is apparently mm. quite nasty. Um, I think it'll end up where she ends up cutting him a check for maybe, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars at the end of the day. It wasn't that long of a marriage. It was just a little over a year. But right. this is a very upsetting turn of events, especially for Brittany, who's now kind of isolated. You know, she... Her family, she's estranged from for the most part. She's in a little bit of touch with her brother. Um, but, you know, obviously things were rocky with her father, although this could lead to a reconciliation of sorts. We'll have to see. And maybe conservatorship again, because she tends to fall apart when she hits rocky roads, and she does have some serious issues. Oh, listen, there's a lot of mental illness here, and, and that was a big concern during those conservatorship hearings. You know, a lot of us in the office thought, you know, even if he, Jamie Spears, is not the right conservator, there needed to be someone saying, hey, maybe we recast this role of conservator without getting rid of the conservatorship entirely. Obviously, obviously that's not what happened. She had been in it for a number of years and was able to have the public support behind ending the entire thing, and the judge followed suit. Um, but now people are concerned because her Instagrams and 
and her erratic behavior uh, just makes people nervous for her well-being. And I think the uh, first husband, the father of the, I don't even know if he was first, second or whatever, but the father of her two boys um, really keeps releasing negative stories about her behavior. And, you know, I don't know why, but I guess he's just upset. Yeah, look, I mean, everyone is, uh, you know, trying to do their best and, you know, express concern publicly that she's got, obviously, children with, with Kevin Federline and so forth. I think it's a it's a really um, delicate time right now. You know, we've got a lot of concern of each each development with Brittany just because uh, her being alone, uh, laboring under these sort of conditions, which are stressful even for people who are of sound mind, um, could be a lot and could tip her mm-hmm. to a pretty dark place. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, with prayers for Brittany. It's a odd, she's an odd character, but she's been part of our experience for years from Mickey Mouse to now. So uh, everybody does seem to care. What about Dave Chappelle, though? He had the big 5-0, right? Yeah, 50th birthday party, I mean, and it was star-studded. I remember this guy, we were thinking, oh, is Dave Chappelle going to be canceled when he did some sort of... Uh, questionable jokes about uh, the trans community. Everyone said, is this the same Dave Chappelle? Will he be around? Well, he certainly got a lot of famous friends left. He had a a party at the Comedy Cellar in New York City where he's just a legend. He's a legend of the stand-up scene, and Chris Rock was there, Justin Timberlake, T.I., Chance the Rapper, John Hamm, Aziz Ansari, Jaleel White, Tisha Campbell. I mean, just the list goes on and on. So he's at the top of his game, and it is shocking to think of him as 50 years old. This is a guy who started stand-up in his late teens. So he's been yeah. doing it for a very long time, and there's honestly few people that can even claim to be as good as him. Well, yeah, I agree. But it, he's one of the first people who fought back against that whole cancel culture. He said, I'm not going to stop being funny because somebody gets offended. And I think that's why a lot of the stars are supporting him. This whole cancel culture, I, I'm watching a lot of famous people come out and say, there's enough. You, your old f- uh, flame, Jennifer Aniston, uh, you, you worshipped her. And she's saying she's tired of this stuff. I think you're right. The tide is definitely turning on on the, the quickness to sort of cancel celebrities, so to speak. I think there, you know, there will still be consequences for saying inflammatory things. I think we're just in a new era where there are still sort of boundaries that people won't want to cross. But you're right. The counter movement has definitely captured a lot of the zeitgeist, and you can see it with Dave Chappelle at his party. I mean, he's yeah. he's as popular and famous as ever. Uh, so he's definitely weathered that storm. Yeah, and I'm glad because. Uh... You know, it's not fair to to take everything so seriously that nobody can tell a joke anymore. Um, you know, here's a man who's an ex- excellent comedian. I love Dave Chappelle. I think he's funny. I always thought he was funny. And to watch them beat him up because he was saying things that were actually quite funny. If you can't take a joke in the trans community, like, you have to get over it. Yeah, look, I mean, he's an absolute legend, and, and of all people to be able to pull it off and still make something like that funny, it's it's it's, uh, in, it's in good comedic hands, I would say. You know, look, it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I don't like seeing people hurt by comments, and it's not something I relish necessarily, but I don't think he his heart was necessarily... Um, you know, hateful, and I'm always a big guy on like, what what is the what is the tone? Are you really just having a having a laugh, or are you are you really trying to hurt someone? And I don't think Dave Chappelle is out to hurt people. I just don't think that that's what his his goal is. His goal is to make people laugh. Exactly, and then, and he does, and so you know that's why I say all these comedians are going to stand by him because it will affect Chris Rock. I mean, Chris Rock ends up getting slapped across the face, you know, for making a joke. 
by Will Smith, but it looks like Will Smith got the worst of that slap. It does. I mean, he hasn't fully recovered from that for sure. And, and Chris Rock, I think, flying high, had a great special where he commented on it. So it does mm-hmm. seem as though the tide has turned. It certainly does. How about, uh, I haven't even talked to you about this, but how about the fact that the movie Sound of Freedom did better than Mission Impossible? I mean, you can't make that stuff up. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Jim Caviezel, no one expected this movie to be as big as it was, and Mission Impossible was supposed to be the juggernaut. I mean, it came after, uh, you know, it came after his success with Top Gun Maverick. And so everyone thought, well, this is the next project. Everyone is hungry for anything Tom Cruise does. And look, Mission Impossible has done well. It's not a flop by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, you're right. There's been some surprises. I mean, Barbie is is still still the number two movie in in theaters. I think it just lost out to the Beatle. You're right. The Caviezel movie is, is doing very well. So this is uh, it, it, things things have changed and they change on a dime around here. Exactly. What about the strike? We don't even hear anybody talk about it. Has it affected a lot? You know, I, I think it's there's always a lag because there's a lot of stuff already in the pipeline. But what we've seen impacted the most is people aren't promoting their projects. Right. You know, you expect mm-hmm. to see late night television, people out there, famous people trying to sort of drum up enthusiasm for their projects. There's none of that. That's all gone dark. Mm. So we were talking in the newsroom yesterday about Jennifer Lawrence, who was out, went to go see her own movie, and paparazzi got photos of her and her husband going to see her own movie. And we thought, hey, is this a way to sort of like get get at least us, you know, people who are who, mm-hmm. who talk about these photos out there talking about her movie and at least mentioning her movie just by being there. So, uh, you know, they're not allowed to promote, and she's union strong, but this is uh, maybe a way to get people still talking. Yeah, exactly. All right, I hear the phone ringing. The news is coming in. I appreciate you stopping by today, though, because we missed you. All right, sounds good. Take care, everyone. All right, take care. All right, we don't want to get him fired, you know. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's a good kid. He really is. If, if only he would move back east, but all he wants is for me to move out west, which, as you all know, is never going to happen. All right, I'll tell you what. Let me take a break here, and uh, a short break, and then we'll be right back. Stay where you are. This Department of Justice just loves going after, you know, politicians. They're killing me. I have no love in my heart for Senator Menendez. Well, actually, I take that back. He's a big supporter of Israel, but he's a lowlife. You know, he's a a crooked guy. But now the prosecutors are considering weighing charges against him. This has happened before. He's preparing, they say, to meet with prosecutors, trying to head off a legal challenge. It's a years long, this has been going on for years, this public corruption probe. And they're in a bind because if they don't do this and if they don't prosecute Hunter Biden, then people really are going to believe that they are completely partisan. I believe that anyway. But uh, the senior U.S. senator, the Democrat from New Jersey, who's also the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, has been under investigation by the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York because he or his wife um, received a bunch of gifts in exchange for political favors. And that's, according to the Wall Street Journal, that's been out there. They've been investigating this. Apparently, he had a lucrative contract uh, with a... I'm trying to remember, was it an Egyptian? Uh, Yeah, 
Yeah, it was with Egyptian officials. He hosted this big to-do in one of his offices in 2018. And then that group became the sole uh, person who could certify whether meat was halal, which is, you know, the it's like their version of kosher. And there are criminal charges. If he is implicated and then indicted, it should be very interesting. But of course, I'm betting he doesn't get indicted. How about that? They're having meetings, his lawyers, with the Justice Department right now. And uh, I'm betting that they come to some sort of decision, unlike lawyers for Donald Trump were given an option. See, there, it was political jeopardy if they didn't prosecute. I love the picture, I gotta tell you, I don't know about the rest of you, but I did order my mugshot uh, T-shirt because that's the Donald Trump that I think the country needs, that death stare. I need him looking like that at uh, Putin. I need him looking like that at the Democrat majority, if they still have a majority in the Senate. I need him to be as fierce as possible. And that's, uh, it looks like that's what we're going to get. Lock him up. Isn't that funny? I think now Joe Biden gets to say that. There's news. You know, there are polls out there. Uh, half, the, half the polls say this is better for him. Half the polls say not good for him. It's really kind of counterintuitive to say that this is good for him. But it is one of the arguments out there, and I'm making it. He's got four different prosecutions, uh, the Manhattan District Attorney, the Justice Department, the Fulton County District Attorney's Office in Georgia, and, uh, you know, the Politico Magazine poll, the Ipsos, I think it's the Ipsos poll, says that even as he remains cascading indictments will take a toll on his general election prospects. And I have a lot of my friends, or you know, who, who I really don't. I think that People don't give as much credit to the American people as they deserve. It would be very interesting. I keep getting any information that I can from listening to Dan Bongino about how do you incarcerate a former president who's got Secret Service with him all the time? Does the Secret Service have to go to jail? What kind of jail are we talking about? They've made all this ridiculous stuff uh, become the most uh, talked about in a very long time. So I I just, I grieve. I grieve for my country. I believe that he's the last best hope for my country. But uh, I also understand that this could be disastrous. Then I was watching, I don't know how many of you were looking at the internet. Um, There's like a lot of conservative pop culture out there all of a sudden. I know this guy, Richman, from north of Richmond, that video that went kind of crazy viral. It's not just that video. There's a whole bunch of blue-collar songs that have made history, like this guy, Oliver Anthony, who got on the Billboard chart. He had the number one trending music video this is the first time this guy has, you know, ever even released a song, I think. It's had more than 37 million views in two weeks on YouTube, and it's now the number one trending music video. 
and you and I both know that's not usual. Usually you see the hip hop world or you see perhaps, um, you know, a major uh, liberal star and all of a sudden you got this going on. This, you also have this interview that was done with The Hill um, by a professor by the name of Joel Penny. And he talks about how pop culture and politics and the news and entertainment journalism like TMZ, which we just heard from my son, this is a whole new era. Things are turning around and conservative entertainment is doing rather well because conservatives have finally figured out, thank you, Lord, that the path towards political success, you got to take back the pop culture. You got to take it back from the left. They have been totally dominating it for so long and, and, and allowed to, you know, allowed to, to cancel artists. Uh, people couldn't get movie roles. I was uh, reading an article about Kevin Sorbo, who played Hercules and who uh, I got to sit next to at the Club 47 when uh, Carrie Lake was there. And Kevin Sorbo was interviewed, I think it was even in Variety, or it was in a pretty left-leaning publication. And he said, I can't get work. I'm a reputable actor with a huge portfolio and they won't hire me because of my conservative views and because I make some conservative movies. That's not going to be true anymore. Look at what James Caviezel just did, uh, and not just him, but everybody involved with The Sound of Freedom. They bested blockbusters and they did it with a movie that uh, got a very conservative theme. You know, open borders, sex trafficking. We don't want it anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thrilled. I really am. I think that people in Washington need to understand that conservative politicians have a lot of sway with the public. And if you don't pay attention to them, you'll be sorry. You know, look at uh, Carrie Lake, who I mentioned a few minutes ago, the former uh, Arizona governor, uh, candidate for the governorship. You know, they... Those people do a lot of posting, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Carrie Lake, um, Byron Donalds, and people are very interested in what they have to say. Jason Aldean had that Try That in a Small Town song. That was also uh, a top at the Billboard chart. You know, got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that crap may fly in the city. Good luck. And... Unbelievable, you know. It showed video of Black Lives Matter protests, and he uh, took a took a couple of hits for, because of that. The, they removed the song from the rotation on country music television, and then the next thing you know, they had to retract that. A bunch of uh, Republican politicians defended him, and uh, things are different. Everything is evolving. That movie, The Sound of Freedom, was a turning point in a summer where you saw a lot of people going back to the movies and they don't have the same taste that the Hollywood bigwigs had hoped they would. You know, it's not going to be all about the, uh, you know, Creed Four or whatever they come up with. They keep rehashing the winning formula, but guess what? Now people are demanding infotainment. They don't just want movies with uh, bombs blowing up and, and superheroes and all the rest of it. They want some movies that are more documentary style movies, still fiction, but um, based on stories 
that they're reading about online. Because, you know, young people who never followed the news now follow the news. They just don't follow it the way we traditionally did. They're not picking up newspapers. They may not even go to newspaper sites. But there are sites devoted to, well, at least giving out some news. Even if it's TMZ, they broke stories that were traditional news stories. Certainly, uh, these uh, congregate websites that put out headlines and you can click on whatever you want, whether it's AP or it's uh, the SCBS or even MSLSD, people click on stories all the time, which tells you that where they're getting their information from is online predominantly. They're not sitting around watching the six o'clock news like I did for many years. That was all you could do. Then they advanced you. They got cable news and Ted Turner put out 24-hour news and then it all started going crazy. And we all know that. People were getting all of their news from a station that basically believed the same thing they did. If you were a conservative, you watched Fox. If you were a liberal, you watched MSLSD. If you were a liberal who was pretending they weren't a liberal, you watched CNN. And as far as those networks with the alphabet soups, ABC, CBS, NBC, they were all affiliated with cable news stations. I'll tell you, the only time I allow myself to watch anything on television, besides maybe a, a movie, I will turn on the Fox Business Network. For some reason, some of those hosts really do give you some straightforward news. And I'm looking for what's happening to this economy. I know I'm going to get it on the Fox Business Network. And this is a disaster. Inflation is wreaking havoc. Interest rates are wreaking havoc on people. And trust me, they're looking for information and they're looking online and they're looking at a handful of news gathering organizations. So uh, you got, you be, they better get hit. You know, people are listening to more talk radio than they have in years. Thank you. Hallelujah. I'm grateful. And of course, that's because we really do do all the homework for you. We do all the research for you. I read the Supreme Court opinion so you don't have to. And of course, you know my position. I'm pretty clear about what I believe in. I don't believe that, uh, that anybody should feel embarrassed to make a joke about anything. That's what jokes are. They're a way of bringing and tearing down hurtful or harmful things. That doesn't mean you should target people. And I don't believe Dave Chappelle ever targeted anyone. And apparently, if he did, he's already been forgiven. How about that? Because he had a bunch of celebrities at his uh, birthday party. I can't believe he's 50. Well, if he's 50, that means never mind. All right, don't forget to download the app. And don't forget, coming up after me is Eric Erickson. And then the guys in the evening. And then it's the weekend. I don't know about the rest of you, but I traveled all the way to San Francisco and back in the last week and a half. I am looking forward to a weekend. I got a ton of laundry to do, and of course, I need to get some sleep. But not yet. I got one more segment. Stay right where you are. You know, one of the first challenges that I had when I came on the radio in this market was the O.J. Simpson trial. And... It was the hardest, well, it was a long time. I don't even remember how long that trial was, but there was no way that any radio station 
that was doing spoken word talk could not carry that. I mean, people were riveted to it. And if they were at work and they couldn't watch it on television, they went to their radios. Ratings were off the charts during those days. But your job as a radio host, and I, you know, my time shift was always middays. So they'd be in session. First, I'd get like lunch. I'd get to do my own show from 12 to 1. And then at 1 o'clock, I'd basically be carrying it live and offering up as much commentary as I could when there was time to do it. It was torture. It really was. And I remember the day that the verdict came in. All the hosts came into the studio because it was a big deal. And we had been covering this case wall to wall. And they all came in, and when they said he was not guilty, people like literally broke down. They totally broke down. I, I cried. I really did. All I kept thinking of was, you know, Nicole and, and, and uh, the fact that her children would have to live with that and actually live with the person who I was quite sure had murdered their mother. And of course, you know, the innocent waiter and his family. I mean, the whole thing was just such a nightmare and it had gone on so long. I'm really fearful that inmate number P01135809, because that's Donald Trump's number, is, you know, I'm going to be covering a case. This DA wants it to begin in October. That's not going to happen. But it may very well come before the election. And if it does, there's no radio station on earth that's not going to carry it because they're going to have cameras inside the courtroom. That much has already been announced. He's hit, you know, this is historic, no question about it. I don't know, you know, what it was that created the insanity that we're living through, but this is not good for this country. I don't know what they thought this would accomplish. If they were trying to divide the country further, and please don't tell me they just want justice. No, they don't. If they wanted justice, Hunter Biden would be in jail. If they wanted justice, there were plenty of people who should be in jail. You got DAs all over the country releasing criminals, hardened criminals who are committing terrible offenses and they get released. But I gotta watch former president of the United States, put through a mugshot. At least they didn't perp walk him. I'm sure they wanted to, but the Secret Service probably said, no, we're not doing that. That's not going to happen. Donald Trump described himself as six foot three inches, 215 pounds, which means he lost some weight, blue eyes and blonde hair. And just minutes after his mugshot was taken, he posted the image on Truth Social along with a link to donate money. And let me just tell you, I did. That's all. I told you I'm going to stand by him. Stand by your man. Man, if Hillary could stand by Bill Clinton when he was lying to the whole country and definitely lying to her, then I can stand by the best president in my lifetime. It's not even a challenge. And of course, I will wear the mugshot proudly and I will, maybe I'll get a mug 
so I could drink my coffee out of it as well. And he's back on Twitter. Donald Trump is back on Twitter, which is, means I can go back on Twitter. I, I, I have a handle. I just haven't been there. There's nothing to watch. Now that he's there, I'll have something to watch. He did tell Newsmax in an interview, uh, they were on the plane with him, on the way back from the booking, he said, it has been a terrible experience, but I was treated very nicely. They insisted on a mugshot. I agreed to do that, which he said was not a comfortable feeling, especially when you've done nothing wrong. And uh, he's made history. He's definitely making history. We'll see what happens. In, in July, the U.S. Justice Department announced that they were going to investigate this jail. This is like the worst jail in America. It's filthy. That Some guy was found covered in insects. He died. And they said it was, uh, they ruled it a homicide resulting from severe neglect. So trust me, Donald Trump's not going to spend any time in the Fulton jail because the Secret Service will not allow that. And I do believe that uh, they won't allow that. Anyway, I thank you for your time this time until next time. What a week it's been. The, that was the week that was. It used to be a television show, and I feel like that was the week that was. Um, but I will be back on Monday at 3 o'clock, if it be his will, and he delays his coming. Remember, what lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself. And if you need news and you want to know what's going on in the world, just check it out online. Do your own research. Can't trust anybody except me. I take that back. You can trust Dan Bongino. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Protect Joe, Joe Biden and President Trump both. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast has been brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.